So, Ash, we you need to tell her your funny story about why we're not using video today. Oh, okay. So, this morning I woke up and the internet was out. So, I was like, well, what the hell do I do? So, I, I took um, my recording stuff, my laptop and my mic and my headset, and um, I'm currently in a McDonald's parking lot. It's <laughs> <laughs> so shady. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, I'm like the creepiest dude ever. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Rated NA, the podcast for the website nerdappropriate.com. This is episode 113. Uh, we have a special guest today, and that is Jessa Brzezinski from Harmonix, and she's here to talk to us about uh, all kinds of things. Uh, Dance Central, they're currently doing fitness challenges right now over the summer. And we'll talk about community management um, and what's going on at San Diego Comic-Con with Harmonix this year. And... Uh, her response to the nerd appropriate signature question might surprise you. So stick around for that as well. I like it. And Ash, I think, has successfully made it out of the McDonald's parking lot, as you will hear oh, later God. on or have heard already. Um, so with that, let's do the rundown. What we're going to do today is uh, pretty much just the interview, but um, I will quickly tell you what i've been up to i've been playing um borderlands 2 and i have a story of woe unfortunately i uh was playing as the gunzerker who i had leveled up to about 25 um and had transferred many of my um early level legendary weapons to when the power temporarily went out at my house and my character was completely lost wow. so i am not stoked about that kind of a bummer but of course i've been playing some uh dance central i've been re-watching grim with my wife, which is awesome. Yeah. And uh, I, I played Quantum Conundrum, which is, is pretty good. And if you're a Portal fan, that's something you need to check out as well. So if you're listening to this and you're at San Diego Comic-Con right now, I just want to mention that um, all this week we'll be posting uh, all kinds of news and updates from San Diego Comic-Con. Um, before the convention started, Ash posted a number of articles about things that you should not miss and how to survive the con so please check those out as well and uh with that i think it's time we head over to our interview with jessa brzezinski we'll see you on the flip side okay we are here rated na episode 113 with jessa brzezinski from harmonics Woo. how you doing Hello, I'm great. Thanks. Awesome. awesome. Thank you for uh, taking the time to join us. And uh, as we discussed prior, um, Ash is up in the mountains having mountain internet trouble. So <laughs> we're going to hold it down the best we can. And I, I think it's going to go well. So what we typically like to do when we start these interviews is sort of like talk about how we came to know you, I guess, in a sense. And it's crazy because it seems like harmonics has like maybe one of the biggest community presences, like as far as conventions and stuff like that go. So I think yeah, you guys always, always bring the fun. 
Yeah. So whenever we well, see you at a show, we're like, oh, here's a fun place to go hang out. Yeah, it's definitely. We love doing conventions. And, you know, our team is, I guess, kind of strange in that our team is very dedicated to them. And it's always some combination of our seven community members at them. Yeah. Which means we get to meet the same people at conventions over and over and kind of form these friendships, which is great. Yeah. And that's actually an excellent segue because um, we're going to, I just want to briefly talk about like, Seems like I, we've run into just about everybody like at this point. So we've, yeah. I think the maybe the first person that we met from Harmonix was was Allie, and that was at the swap event, right, Ash? Oh, I heard video game swaps. Yeah, I think I don't know if maybe we lost Ash, but um, <laughs> I think we did. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry, I'm fading okay. in and out. I'm fading in and out. Oh, okay, um, but I I remember that uh, Matt and Ash. Matt's not here today, but um, Matt and Ash. Went to um, a swap, I think, two years ago at Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which um, Ali hosted. It was at uh, Middlesex, right? East, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was at the Middlesex Lounge at PAX East, and there was a game swap, and um, we met Allison Thresher there. And uh, she was actually one of the first uh, CMs. She was a CM at the time. And uh, she's always been really super gracious and cool to our site and um, has always been really, really friendly to ours. She's actually written a couple things for our site as well. So, um, you know, she's always been awesome. So she was really one of the first people from Harmonix that we met. Yeah. And then uh, I think last year at Prime, or no, it was East last, at last East recently, we ran into um, Ryan Lesser with his tabletop game, High Heavens, yeah. that he was working on, which is awesome for him. And uh, I see that that got funded too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Harmonix people are always working on crazy projects, even outside the studio. And Harmonix as a studio really encourages that too. So I'm not surprised. Yeah, I think it got funded and he's been hard at work and keeping everybody at work updated with what's going on with that, which is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think at Prime, I, I bumped into Nick Chester in the coffee line who was um, desperately in need of coffee at the time and food. Yes. And then, yes. Uh, and then that brings us to you. Uh, and the first time I think I, I didn't meet you, but I saw you because um, some friends of mine invited me to the um, rock band night at the Brattle Theater. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, lo and behold, like, all the harmonics people jump on stage to do meatloafs. I think it was uh, Paradise by the, the Dashboard oh, Light. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that song is at least 15 minutes long, and you were singing it. <laughs> and you know what? I was the only harmonics person. It was this group of guys who wanted to do that song and couldn't find someone to do it. Are you serious? And I thought Annette, who's another community manager and was uh, lead on Dance Central for a while, mm -hmm. I thought she would want to do it. And she did not. She claimed to not know the song. Sure. Hmm. So I agreed to do it, not remembering quite how long it is. Yeah. And I got up there. And it's one of those songs that, like, <laughs> it's a goofy song. You really have to give it your all. It's not something that you show off vocal skills on. You just have to <laughs> ham it up. Right. Which is great because I can't sing, but I can ham it up. <laughs> exactly. But it went on forever and ever and ever. It would yeah. not stop. Yeah. That was that was hilarious. And I think every time I have seen you after that, I like to harass you about that, which is yeah. which is uh, awesome. Oh, uh, I have regrets. I do have regrets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, so that that brings us to today. And it's awesome to have you on. And it's I feel like it's been a long time. We've been trying to do this for months now, which is I know. Which is crazy. Yeah. Our, our schedules have been crazy. <laughs> yeah, and, you, and you've been so busy, too. So I guess the thing that we, we typically like to start out with as far as the questions go is, is sort of like what your origin story is. So how did, you, how did you sort of get into the games industry? Like, how did you get into doing community management and end up with harmonics, ultimately? I always feel kind of, kind of bad when people ask this question because it's so much of it was just kind of luck 
Like, um, oh, I had okay. started, I knew people who were in harmonics, so I started as a as an external play tester. Mm-hmm. And then they needed someone to. They were looking for an intern for the PR and community team, which I applied for, and and got. And I guess they liked me because they kept fixing my contract. And then when that ran out, I actually moved into the playtest department and worked there for a while until that ran out. Left the company for a while. But then when they were able to expand the community team and kind of replace people who had moved on, Allie had moved into a different department in the company. Mm-hmm. I got brought back and got brought back full time and have now been back for two years. So I've worked on and off for two or three three years now. Uh, But so much of it was just kind of, you know, knowing people and showing that I am not embarrassed easily and (laughs) I don't think any weird task is beneath me and will do whatever needs to get done to make sure things are success. So worked my way up to where I am now. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. And I think think you you said you hate stating that, but um, that story sort of echoes the story of a couple of, you know, I know that – Chris Priestley from Bioware started it as a tester as well, and and he knew some people. So I, I think I think your path is is maybe pretty representative of the, of the path to get there. I think so too. Um, I get questions from people out about, oh, well, what should I study in college, or mm-hmm. you know, where should I go? And it's basically study whatever you're passionate about and get whatever skills you can, as varied as they are, and meet people, network. Like, yeah, absolutely. That's and how I, most of us get here. <laughs> I guess, like you said, being being super brave and not afraid of every, anything is is a pretty good skill to have as well. Yeah. When when I started as an intern, I think four days after I started, they took me to Comic Con. Wow, really? So it was brand new, and it was yeah, well, that was DC One and Rock Band Three. So I was having to get on stage and play pro guitar. Oh my gosh! Not really oh, wow. played pro guitar before. And was that your first Comic Con as well? It was, and it was a Comic-Con where a guy got stabbed in the eye. (laughs) Oh, right. And I was in the back when they were, like, taking everyone away to the hospital, and the police were there. You actually actually witnessed that? I didn't see the actual event. I just saw the aftermath as the paramedics were rushing the guy through, like, the back the back hallways of the comic-con convention center yeah that's incredible introduction uh, that's crazy that's incredible so cool i think i heard you mention that event is like legendary at comic-con oh yeah (laughs) what a thing to be known for yeah that's one of like comic-con's legendary occurrences yeah um i heard you mention that on the um somebody mentioned it i think on the most recent harmonics podcast as well yeah, I think we're all kind of nostalgic for it. We're actually going out to Comic-Con again this week. I'll be there in the um, Xbox Gamers Lounge with Nick and John Drake and Annette Gonzalez showing off Fantasia. So that will be fun. But That's really it's exciting. It's cool. favorite conventions. Uh, Even just for the comic. It is so much fun, yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of taps into all the different things that you can nerd out about, which is great. I think I was just going to throw it out I, there too that if instead of doing questions, if you just want to talk about restaurants for for forty five <laughs> minutes, like we can just do that too if you want to do that. My ability to ramble on anything for an hour may also be what got me my job. Yeah, I mean that's, that's an, an awesome ability. I think that that harmonics podcast came out yesterday, and the first twenty five minutes was about like family dining, something yeah. like that. Well, we have very different opinions. I grew up in Texas, so the chains that I'm familiar with are very different than the chains other people on the team are familiar with, many of whom are either from Chicago or from New England. Yeah, we probably have some of the same stuff down here in Florida. Yeah, they are constantly astounded by the things that I enjoy or am familiar with. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, really? It's like, what is... <laughs> Tell us yeah. about this mythical place, Texas. Like, what's going on down there? Oh, no. <laughs> Getting back into the community management, like, what... What is like a typical day for you specifically? Yeah. Because it seems like there's a lot of you. I mean, you've even told me like you've been extremely busy lately. Yeah. So for specifically the community management portion of it, um, since this is kind of a not slow time, but steady time in the Dance Central community, mm-hmm. um, we have trying to find content to keep things going over the summer has been fun. We in April, we kicked off a new dancer spotlight post where we can it's kind of shine a light on an outstanding fan every month mm-hmm. there's that we've been doing crew throwdowns where people on facebook can vote for which crew they want to see featured next and then cool. we make intensive blog post with um about that crew and uh creating unique merchandise that we sell in our harmonic spreadshirt store which is actually another thing that i manage <laughs> oh wow and make all the things for that. That's cool. Um, so a typical day in community is kind of running those things, reaching out to fans to get people started on the next month and working on creating those blog posts, um, interacting with fans on Twitter and moderating the forums and Facebook, which is kind of the wild, wild west of the social universe. And um, <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Playing a lot, making sure that live challenges are still going since we've got those going on as well. And mm-hmm. Um, compiling new playlists for our fitness challenge that we have going on right now. Um, a lot of a lot of stuff like that. Since we don't have Dance Central going to a show anytime soon, that portion of it is slower. But we well, still have a lot going on in the online arena. Yeah, absolutely. And I've been I've been following those fitness challenges. Maybe we should talk about those for a second. So, sure. the first thing that I need to say is um, on the floor. I haven't seen it in a playlist yet. Oh, just wait. It's there. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it twice and had to go back and rearrange. Um, this usually when we do fitness playlists, we have like 30 songs on there and tell people to choose. Yeah. And we've gotten feedback that people wanted to have smaller, fewer options. So for this one we did where you have 12 songs and obviously you can swap them out if you need to. Right. I won't know. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but so we did more thick <laughs> ones, which meant it was really trying to pick which songs to feature that maybe people aren't as familiar with or don't think of when they think of whatever the theme for that playlist is. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the Floor is definitely on there. I tried not to reuse songs, which is why I had to make some changes. But I can't remember. I, I guess it must be one of the ones coming up. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and I saw that the sort of like, like you said, the challenges were themed this time around. So there was one like maybe for cardio and one for arms and, and stuff like that, right? That's how they're how they're structured sort of. Right. And then there are a couple of wild card ones that before they've been things like the old school challenge. And this time I try to make a more summary. So like this, this current one right now is uh sizzling summer. It's all like um, songs that have kind of Latin dance moves or oh, I'm terrible at this. Really want to see you do the Latin moves. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Here's the deal, though. Scott doesn't give himself any credit, but he's incredible at the Dance Central games. Like he is ridiculous. Um, well, he has been on stage many times at many different <laughs> oh cons. And he- I was so impressed. Oh, thanks. I really was. On the floor is one of those songs that you watch it and it looks difficult, but until you try to do it, you don't realize quite how hard it is. It requires some really difficult coordination. It's it's exhausting too. <laughs> like. You keep your arms up in the air for most of the song and like 
you know, if you don't do a lot of that type of exercise, like that, that is exhausting to keep your yeah. arms up and swinging them around for like three minutes. That's Absolutely. That's crazy. <laughs> a lot of changes. So when you got on the stage at PAX East this year and did that, I was very impressed. Oh, thanks. I, I literally, I think that I was planning to do some Justin Bieber song because I thought it was funny. And then <laughs> right before I went on stage, Ash and Matt showed up with like cameras and video, like their cell phone cameras and stuff like that. I was like, well, I'm just going to have to go for it now. And I just yeah. I picked like the most ridiculous song that I could think of. And I'm pretty sure it was like 10 o'clock in the morning still. So everybody was still like drinking coffee. And uh, I just went for it. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I you blacked absolutely out. Killed it. it was hilarious. I totally blacked out. And then I saw Matt captured video afterwards and showed it to me. And of course, showed our friends and everything too. So the best yeah. part about it is, that didn't you bring like a headband from home? Like you were prepared for this. Like I, you were yeah. ready. You had, I did have a headband. You had an outfit. I yeah. thought it would be funny. Dedicated. Right? Yeah, Aww. there was def- definitely de- dedication. And and you know what's funny yeah, too? Just is to that... clarify, yeah, I, I'm going to tell you, I am now. I have moved inside of the um, of the McDonald's. Uh, so oh if you hear God. if you hear chicken McNugget orders, or if you hear um, beeping, or <laughs> such a strange if you show. hear any of those things, that is why you are hearing them. Okay, so I'm. <laughs> Oh my god! I have gotten probably a couple dozen strange looks because I have a microphone wow. and a big headset. <laughs> um, Coming to you live from McDonald's <laughs> in the Smoky Mountains. We are a super classy podcast. <laughs> wow! We're just trying to yeah. keep it interesting for you, Jessa. That's that's really what we're trying to do here. Yeah, I'm in exotic locations. I'm impressed. Yeah. It is. Exotic, it is. Yes. Cool. cool. So it seems like just from the the games that you make in the the panels that I've been to, it seems like you guys have a lot of people that have maybe like extremely like a wide variety of interests, you know, like people that are musicians and people that are, you know, into Mm -hmm. art and people that are sort of into the, you know, historical aspects of, of things like the Beatles and Disney and stuff like that. Yeah. And you see that even just paying attention, you know, you mentioned Ryan Lesser's board game and, you know, Ali doing the video game swap and Mm -hmm. everybody has all these passions. Our artists have an art show every year. Oh, wow. You know, people are very dedicated and we kind of are able as a studio to pull in people with very different talents, but who, all come together for to create these games that feed off of all of our interests and talents. And it means there are a lot of really interesting and incredible people that I get to work with and kind of take for granted that I get to rub shoulders with them every day. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, it definitely shines through um, in the quality of the games as well. And I remember we talked, we actually talked to Ryan a little bit um, after we got to play his prototype and we asked him, you know, why did you choose this source material of, of mythology? And he was just like, I'm, I'm a huge mythology nerd. When I was a kid, I was like really interested in that stuff. Yeah. And you can yeah, see we, the quality of that too. Yeah. You, it's funny too. You always kind of find out the people who share your, your quality. I think I was in a meeting and I, I had written something in Elvish on a board and I don't remember why. Like, I don't remember <laughs> why I did this, but, um, Chris Foster, one of our, uh, one of our higher ups in the company, he used to work at turbine and did Lord of the Rings, online oh, wow. and saw it and just launched into a lord of the rings like <laughs> nerd rant right which i was fully into because i'm also a huge tolkien nerd and so you have these awesome. secret ways of finding out who else you know is really or street passing i can tell you everyone who's really into animal crossing oh my, my gosh <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should talk there about there's a lot of that going on right now let's oh, talk my, about that yeah. for a minute we had I, last i think it was two weeks ago we had um, yeah, we abby heppy on from respawn to talk about titanfall 
And what we ended up talking about for 25 minutes was Animal Crossing. It, it's everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. I, I carry my DS with my street pass on, on my spot pass on to and from work and every day. And um, even people outside of Harmonix who I spot pass with, which is both cool and creepy at the same time, everyone's playing Animal Crossing. Everyone. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. amazing. I, I'm like, I'm, I've played all of the previous ones. I'm so, I'm like afraid to start playing this one because I know that I'm going to get sucked in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, somebody astutely pointed out that, like, it taps into that need for you to, like, pay off debt and collect yeah. things, you know, like you're... I'm not paying off my student loans in real life, so I might as well do it in a video game. Right? Me neither. <laughs> I, I know exactly what you mean. So, like, Tom Nook just has you under his thumb and you're just, like, at his beck and command all the time. Yeah. Just really tapped into something primal there, I think, with, yeah. with Animal Crossing. On the community very quickly... Um, before we jump into some other stuff, if you were to give advice to um, other community managers, what would you say the the key to having a successful, friendly community, what would that be? Because you hear of a lot of community managers that burn out after a while because of yeah. all the negativity. So what is that like and how do you deal with sort of the stresses of the job? I think there, it's very much a balancing act. I handle all customer support at our company. So I, a lot of times, see people at their most frustrated and their most unhappy. Um, and I think it's important to to keep it all in perspective and remember that when people are upset, it's because they care very much about whatever it is that you're dealing with and to balance it out by also listening to the people who are really happy and excited. And, you know, we get incredible heartfelt stories from people saying, you know, I use, I played guitar to regain dexterity in my fingers, or I met my wife playing this game, or, you know, me and my family get together and dance every weekend and it's our family time. And, trying to balance out the good and the bad and keep in mind that everybody's the reason that they're engaging with you in the first place is because they care about your product. And that as long as you listen to them and respectful, usually people will return that, you know, I've had people who completely lost their mind. They're so angry. And then when I respond to them in a very um, sympathetic and understanding way, they apologize, which is always really gratifying. That, you know, we're all people and we're interacting because we both care about the product and, I think you have to focus on that and you have to like the people you're interacting with. I think if you don't like interacting with people who are very passionate about something, Mm. you, I don't know that community management is necessarily the right job for you. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's interesting that, um, so many different companies view the word community in different ways. Um, like some, some companies don't feel like the service aspect is a part of community management. Like it's almost like community is an arm of the marketing department. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Right. So I think it's really cool and interesting that Harmonix um, really kind of encapsulates the, the end-to-end customer experience as part of community. So, yeah. I, I mean, can you, I mean, this is kind of a statement question, but <laughs> can you kind of, you know, talk about how you feel Harmonix is doing that's different than, than other companies? Perhaps? Yeah, I, I had always found it. I think it makes it way more efficient and, and just better in general that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm both taking in the community or the customer support tickets when people have issues. So it means we get double reporting. You know, we get to see if something goes wrong, if something breaks, if something's missing from the store, we hear about it both from support queue and from the, the community as a whole, whether it's on Twitter or on the forums or whatever. So it means that we are pretty quickly aware of an issue and we can are able to address it quickly and that we're not having to, you know, contact people and have this person tell these people and kind of, we're able to divide and conquer to get the issue fixed and we're all on the same page on what that resolution is. And it means we get to be way more interactive with 
people, whether they're an individual who's having a problem exporting or a group as a whole who's confused about, um, you know, I don't know how to how to buy DLC or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think, too, it means that a lot of times customer support kind of gets shoved under the rug and maybe yeah. not all companies realize how important it is. But at the end of the day, you want you want people to be happy with your product. And because our community, our customer support is rolled into our community, it means it doesn't get forgotten. It doesn't get lost. You know, we're still providing support for games that what Rock Band's almost three years old now and Dance Central 2, like the several year old products that still I respond to every ticket I get within 24 hours. Um, unless it's awesome. a weekend, and then people are really confused why I haven't responded yet. <laughs> yeah, like, well, I get I get time off too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I say I'm sorry I don't work on Sundays, but it's Monday at 10 a.m., so you'll be fine. Yeah, but so, I guess that leads into a different question of of you know as far as you know listening to the community and taking in their feedback. How do you how do you make the difficult choices of of selecting music for games because music music preference is such a personal thing for a lot of people. And oh, man. I go into the dance central forums and I see there's like a hundred people. This song should be in the game. That song should be a game. There's like lists and lists of songs that people want in. And like, at some point you just have to make the decision, right? I mean, it must be very difficult. So I am happy to say that I am not in the department that has to do that. Oh, good. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how you would. I mean, we definitely, you know, we get inundated with song requests for both of our games and uh, what's interesting is a lot of times, most of the song requests we get are already requests that we also are making internally. Um, oh, you know, good. we've had dedicated music teams that just listen to music and find out, you know, what are other people listening to? What do they care about? And then they're the ones that have to do all the legwork of, you know, f- the legal processes of finding out who owns what songs, what can we get in the game, and that whole kind of scary, scary territory that I'm glad I don't have to deal in. Yeah. Um, but it, it, you know, the... Community requests and things like that, it all comes in. Um, Gangnam Style coming out as DLC was something that, you know, we knew to go after because the community really, really wanted it. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, you do hit a point where you, you can't please everyone because there are, you know, people like different styles of music. And fortunately, with something like Rock Band, we pretty much have something for everyone. Absolutely. You know, if you can't find music within a over 4,000 song library you don't like... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I guess this is a good time also to make a shameless plug for our friend the pauses who um, went through your um, rock band network procedure yeah. and got their own song in the game. And they also they made them um, sort of like a unboxing video for their DLC. I don't know if you oh, remember that. They um they like one of the guys is really good with video and stuff like that. So he made like a little commercial where it's like an unboxing video and then they open up the box and like the band is in there playing their own song on the rock band game. So um, that's so cool. Yeah, that was really awesome. So, yeah, I'm kind of blown away by the whole rock band network. I mean, it is not easy authoring tracks. It really is not. Um, yeah. And so to have this whole community that that actually makes very intense dlc to release in a game and it means we've we've been able to bring so many well not we because we didn't do it <laughs> but <Right>. it means <laughs> that rock band as a whole has all of these incredible out artists and songs that we might not otherwise have had it's it's been really awesome as output yeah and it's yeah. i mean it's even cool i mean you you say you didn't do the work but you i mean you did put the tools out for the people to use and yeah. i think that's that's a really awesome thing to do i don't i don't know that a lot of companies would necessarily always provide stuff like that to say like <laughs> hey just go do whatever you want you know have right. fun yeah, and people have done wonderful, fun things with it. And it's still going. Yeah. 
Um, I wanted to quickly bring it back to the summer fitness challenges. And since we were talking about community, I wanted to talk for a second about your um, dancer spotlight series too. And specifically um, the the gentleman that you have uh, for July as well. Sean. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. um, He, I had remembered his story. He, he's been a forum regular for a while and Mm. he had, before we even started doing these, he had offhand mentioned to someone on there that he had lost some incredible amount of weight. So when I was specifically looking for fitness-focused spotlight dancers for the summer, he was the first person I, I thought of, and I was very happy that he was more than happy to answer my questions and, you know, provided some pretty incredible photographs for the blog. And, um, he lost, you know, like, over 100 pounds, right? Something like that? Yeah, he went from over, over 300 down to 185. And awesome. a little over a year, he said, which is incredible. And, you know, we get that kind of we, we've heard some really just incredible stories from people who've had, you know, similar success where they've been able to drop a lot of weight and, and get back into a healthy lifestyle. Um, Jamie from, you know, before is the month before month of June mm-hmm. is actively working on hers as well. And it's it's for me, it's very touching as someone who's also not lost that much, but who has used Dance Central to get healthy again. And, you know, when so many people are struggling to find ways to get active and to stay fit and or at least get healthy, it, it's really touching to see it, that Dan Central has been able to help people in any small way accomplish Absolutely. those goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've certainly used yeah, Dan Central for the same reason, too. I, I think there are many games out there that have had the absolute opposite effect on people, like making them <laughs> yes. gain 100 pounds. <laughs> well, right. Like, like, if, you, if you add it up, go ahead. <laughs> No, I was, was going to make a terrible World of Warcraft joke about how much weight people have gained playing games. Well, like we we joke, but you know, if we you know love our fellow gamers in the industry and want everybody to be happy and healthy and live forever, and but we kind of come together around a hobby that at least used to be very sedentary and you know not necessarily mm-hmm. lead to a healthy, active lifestyle. So, you know, I for one am all for all of the motion titles that, you know, no matter how good or bad or interesting they may be that, you know, allow us to have an outlet to be able to get more active, but also still enjoy games. And I'm all for that. I want everyone in this industry to be happy and healthy. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I've yes. also, I know that not everybody mm-hmm. shares the same opinion, but I, I am very strongly opinionated, opinionated about how one is supposed to play rock band. And that is always standing up in front of the TV. <laughs> I, I <laughs> like I know that some people play to get like a hundred percent, but I I play to look good, you know, like throw the guitar around yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, I guess he I does. don't. I'm not saying I look good when I play it. I probably look like a fool, but no, no, no. You look good, sir. You look good. I think I think the physical performance is part of of how to play rock band, in my personal opinion. You know, I am exhausted after playing, especially if I'm drumming. I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It involves your whole body drumming. Yeah. So maybe we should talk a little bit about uh, upcoming conventions. And I we touched on it a little bit, but maybe we should talk first about how your how your E3 was this year, in general. Oh, it was good. It was it was a lot. It was the first convention where I was kind of heading up events for harmonics publishing. So it was a lot to manage since I was throwing a party and trying to get all of our, uh, planning together. Yeah, but and I think we lost you for a month crazy. there in between. Oh, yeah, it was busy, but it was, it was great. You know, the, the reception of, of Fantasia music evolved was great. And, um, we had a great time. You know, we love, we love going to E3. It's, 
it's probably one of our favorite shows just because it's so big and exciting and we get to walk around a little bit and see mm-hmm. other games going on. I got to play my first game at a convention. I have never in three years. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> what did you get to play? I played Transistor. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Transistor's incredible. Darren Korb is a good old school rock band fan. And uh, oh, I nice. know him from actually my first Comic-Con event, who was I think the first time I met him. So I got to go check his game out and it was amazing. I loved it. Oh, that's um, going to be awesome. That's that's yeah. transistor looks like so much fun. Oh, it was so much fun. So it was good. It was busy. We all came home very, very tired. <laughs> I could imagine. But we had a couple weeks off before we're heading to Comic-Con, which was nice. And then August is going to be chaos. We're going to D23 as well. Yeah, we'll be at D23 um, in early August. We'll be at PAX Prime. We have a couple panels there. And I'm not even sure what all cool. else yet. We're still finalizing what our presence will be there. Um, we'll be at Gamescom in some capacity. We aren't sure whether we'll be on the floor or not yet, but it will be a month full of travel. You're going to be all over the place. Yeah. So let me, let me just ask you personally, do you, do you love like traveling that much or do you get kind of tired of like road life? I mean, um, it sounds you like you're it? in a band almost <laughs> like you're on tour during the summer. It definitely is like that. Um, you do hit a point where you're kind of tired and you're ready to, you know, sit at home and veg and they're long, they're long days, but you know, for a portion of the year, it's kind of this mad sprint to travel all over. Last year, I think we went from PAX Prime to a European tour where we were in four cities in three days or something like that, Jeez. three cities in four days. And it, it really is fun. And, you know, what really does it is that my coworkers are pretty great and we have an awesome time on the road and we get to show off really fun games to show off and mm. interact with press and fans both. And it makes the really long hours worth it. And uh, I do. I do have to say not to cut you off, but every time I go to shows and I've been going for years and years and years, when you go by the harmonics guys or whoever's working at the harmonics booth, everyone is always smiling and having a really amazing time. And it's just like it's so different. The the dynamic is so different from other booths where it's like very cold and clinical. You know, it's really odd in a good way. We we really love we really love doing the shows. And I think that if you didn't, it would be a very difficult job for you. You know, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like this year, Gamescom, Gamescom and PAX Prime. There's only five days that separate. Yeah, um, those two shows. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm very much involved in that. So I totally yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, you really you really have to love it, or you you would just go crazy. You'd be miserable. It's not something you can just grin and bear through. Like you have to love it. <laughs> It's and true, think- and PAX Prime has an extra day this year. Oh so. my gosh! <laughs> it's gonna oh be it's gonna be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused about that extra day because who who on Sunday at PAX is not totally exhausted? Right. So Monday is just gonna be like z- z- everyone's gonna be zombies. <laughs> it's like, what are they doing? <laughs> they're just they're just gonna put out more bean bags to uh, play Animal oh Crossing in Spot Pass. <laughs> Seriously. There you go. It'll be incredible. And I, I also want to mention for our listeners, anyone that's listening, if you've if you've ever been to a con but you have not been to a harmonics panel, you are missing out because they are oh, hilarious yeah. and incredible. So I went much fun. I remember I went to the one at Prime and you did like a trivia night and it was it was really fun and everybody yeah. was super into it. Oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Oh yeah, I was the I had <laughs> I, I think for- you were there for like ten minutes and then you and Annette had to run to something else, right? Yeah, the um Omegathon that night. Our game was in the Omegathon. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, was that, that was a fun panel. We have we have two panels at PAX Prime this year that we'll have more details on later. One's a Fantasia panel, and um, the other one is kind of our our standard community hangout fun times panel. I know yeah. um, Eric Pope awesome. is, I think, heading that up for us, and 
he'll have more of a, a way more detailed and cooler sounding pitch than that. <laughs> <laughs> I think my first harmonics panel I went to maybe, I don't know, three years ago, uh, Eric Pope read all these nasty emails that he got. <laughs> and it That's was amazing. one of the funniest panels I've ever been to. He just spent read- 10 minutes reading. Oh, yeah. like, hey, emails. It was so yeah. funny. I read so customer funny. support ones at the PAX East panel this, this month or this year. Oh, my gosh. I don't oh know. What this, yeah. this year, I read a bunch of customer support ones I got, and people were losing their minds. And that was oh, so yeah. big for me to be reminded, like, you have to step back and just find the really angry people funny because oh, yeah. I mean, they're so serious when they write these really angry emails. But, oh, boy. Yeah. So, um I guess we should also mention, I don't know if you mind me saying, but like somehow in the middle of all this, you're trying to plan a wedding, are you not? I am. Oh, I congratulations. hope it's yeah, Congratulations. Awesome. Congrats. We're, we're all huge. married suckers, yeah. so yeah, we, <laughs> we know how painful the, the marriage, yes. getting married yeah. process is. No, 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 she's not in yet. It's not that painful. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Sure. Planning no, a wedding is painful. It's too late. Know it's <laughs> we can stop loving each other and we're going through with this wedding. <laughs> Like where do you even where do you even find the time unless you're going to do it on the stage at a con you know the Dan Central stage or something? Right, I'm going to be amazed if our entire team is able to make it. Yeah. I put in October. We don't have the game coming out in October, so you know usually we do. So I had to put something there for our team to do in October. <laughs> of course, it'll be the wedding. <laughs> yeah, that and and talking about restaurants, debating which ones are are better than the others, right? I mean. So they all get so much shit when I, I love chilies. Okay. I am a big fan of chilies and I get that. It's, it's like, it's the super generic restaurant. Like everyone can find something there. They like the food is mostly frozen, but it's good. Whatever. (laughs) So yeah. the day after well, I got out of engaged, curiosity, I'm curious what you like at Chili's because I'm, I'm a fan of a few items on the place as well. Oh my God. They're so good. What about the quesadilla explosion? I mean, yes. The explosion salad is awesome as well. Yeah. I love their their uh, lettuce wraps are great. The fajitas are great. Their salads are great. I just, I don't know. If you hate chilies, you hate humanity. They um, they have an imitation <laughs> blooming onion, though. <laughs> they have a blooming onion, too, like a fake one, right? They have everything. Yeah. Yeah, they do. There is pretty much one everything. Everything you could possibly want. And I love the fact that you're sitting in a McDonald's and we're talking about chilies. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can I, let me just interject here. Apparently, there's some new hot menu craze item here that requires a blender. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> and the blender, the blender has been going off constantly for the past ten minutes. It's probably so, the McFlurry, the McFrappe, uh, right? I don't even know. I don't even know. So I've been hiding the microphone underneath the table while the blender is going <laughs> off, hopefully hoping that no one can hear it. But I've never heard the blender. <laughs> Wow. It's constant. So, yeah. I kind of feel like we should have some voiceover that just says, and now a word from our sponsors. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I know. Talk about oh Chili's, gosh. McDonald's. We're, like, I, we're not affiliated. We just eat there a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't blame Brand you. Brand ambassadors. Yeah. My guilty pleasure is the Outback Steakhouse. I can't. Outback. Oh, my God. I love Bloomin' Onions. I, I used to be oh. able to eat a whole thing by myself. and like A that Blooming just... Onion is like 200 grams of fat. I know. It's delicious. It's why it's delicious. <laughs> why do you think it's so good? Come on. Yeah. No, man. Oh, my no gosh. Uh, that extra sauce the they put in the middle, onion. that's incredible. It's like a heart attack on a plate. I think that's just grease, Scott. I think that sauce is just oil. <laughs> if I remember correctly, that's my my bachelor night. We went to Outback Steakhouse, did we not? Like... 
That was uh, we did. It was really super classy. <laughs> yeah, wow. super classy. Yeah. And then didn't we go for you? Didn't we go to play? Uh, we went gambling, right? Yeah. It was that such was... a, like a such a such a like a bro. Hey, <laughs> now remember, I didn't pick that. Somebody picked that for me, but <laughs> I, I had a good time. Hangover, or are you thinking of your real bachelor yeah, party? No, that it actually <laughs> happened. It was, but you know, we're all nerds, so it was like the tamest version of of the hangover you could imagine. You know, just. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I don't think anyone even drank anything. It's like, <laughs> hmm, I wonder what the statistical frequency is of me getting a jackpot on the slot machines, you know, like stuff like that. <laughs> uh, anyways, it's true that that was wow. what it was like. It was fun though. Um, so I guess yep. let's um get back into the the con conversation. Do you sort of like what are what are do you have any crazy stories from cons like or is it just all big blur to you? Is there any memorable moments i mean it seems like you've been on the road for three years now i know it's hard because it does all run together the comic-con stabbing so that was a big one that was that was pretty memorable like that's that's hard to come back from um you know you get to do you get to do fun things when we've gotten to interact with celebrities it's always pretty fun um and what else Or, or when you see people at conventions um I was standing pretty close to Joss Whedon one time. That was exciting. Yes. Oh, nice. Um, nice. I saw the back of Mila Jokovic's head. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> Just such I, a random, like, conglomerate of people random. from all different I walks know. of life. I know. To be honest, a lot when we're at conventions, almost all my time is spent at the booth, yeah. which is great because it means I get to meet the fans, but it means I miss out on some of the really cool stuff that are there. Comic-Con is always the one that's really hard for me because I know that there are panels going on that I want to be at mm-hmm. that I don't yeah, get to go to. Yeah. Um, so those are missed opportunities, but, uh, that's gotta be um, kind of painful to be like in the same building as everything you want to see. They're they're so close to me right now. I want to go. (laughs) How about like the first time, like, were you prepared for your first con? Like when people came out in like full cosplay, like dance central characters, stuff like that. Not for dance central characters that we, we had not really anticipated that that would happen. Like, you know, we had never really made a game before that had these, I mean, you have like Duke of Gravity and Moose Jaw and Grace and, and those characters from Rock Band, but mm-hmm. they're kind of deep cuts characters. You yeah. know, if you know them, if you're a real Rock Band fan, but the Dan Central games have these such recognizable characters. And it was really mind blowing and incredible the first time we saw cosplayers and had not expected it. And, you know, some of them are so incredible. Yeah, it's, it's really- wild. I think I, I think you posted maybe some glitterati ones recently, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Like that's Heather incredible. and Nate, we had them as our dancer spotlight back yeah. in May, I think. Um, they do a lot of cosplaying. Uh, David Wen, who did our credits for Dance Central Three, we met him because he was cosplaying as Glitch, obviously because yeah. he's incredible. Um, I it, just assumed he was Glitch. I, I mean, like every time I see him, now. <laughs> we did some uh, some question there about who people's favorite character was, and they all kept saying Glitch. Yeah, but we think it was just because they meant David. Yeah, exactly. The same. He's so he's a he's a great guy. We really love him. Oh my gosh! And I mean, you just reminded me. I think part of the reason that I built this confidence up to jump up on stage and do a song in the first place was from looking at YouTube videos of people doing like Let's Play Dance Central and yeah. uh, Riff Raff DC was like the first guy I saw. So many of his videos and like it's a great dancer. Yeah, he's he's amazing too. So like, just to be able to like see sometimes an actual person doing the dances, it really like helps. And then I saw him at Prime, and I jumped up on stage and I was like, "Hey, look, man, you're dancing with me. I've been watching you dance for like months now." (laughs) 
So like I'm challenging you right now, and he's like, "Cool, let's go!" And like, oh yeah, like we made a connection <laughs> awesome. right there on the stage. It was awesome. That's it's awesome, so and it sounds like the plot for a movie too. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dance until the movie coming to theaters in uh, 2015. Yeah, six uh, games in a movie. Yeah. No, it's it's funny. I remember when we would demo the first Dance Central game years ago. And, you know, for the first time, we were asking people to get up in front of other people and dance. And it was really scary. Absolutely. And, you know, people people would dance, but they were a lot shyer. And, you know, I, I danced so much then because it was usually one person in a group would dance. And everybody else would giggle about it and be really shy. And now, you know, you see we have people that stand in line for hours and who go through the line multiple times and yeah. really mm-hmm. love it. And we were at PAX East, we were noticing, I, I, I don't know if this has always happened or if I just never noticed it before. After every single song, everybody claps. Yeah. Which is not how it ever was for a rock band. You know, you, people would perform, and if it was a really great performance, people would cheer or clap or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, or people would just not pay attention. But it was this really inviting mm-hmm. and welcoming community now when people are performing, and it, it means that more people, even shy people. It's will, like a reunion now, you know? Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, and I mean you can you can really even cool. see it in people sometimes. They jump up on stage. You can tell they're kind of shy, but they're they've clearly practiced a lot at home. And then yeah. like they just get this monstrous applause afterwards and it's it's really awesome. It's such a great like even like local community at the stage, you know? Absolutely. I love my favorites are always when little kids get up and just nail it. Yeah. And then when really shy or quiet people come up and, you know, they don't really they're trying to think of what or they know what song they want to do, but they're really quiet about letting us know. And then they just take off and you watch them and think, wow, that I wish I looked like that when I danced. Absolutely. Yeah, it's 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 scary. But I mean, kudos to the people that could do it, because I think I mean, even I was I was like terrified on stage, too. And I was like. (laughs) Just I just went for it. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I forget. It is strange up on stage. I'm so numb to it by this point. Yeah, I mean, how many songs do you think you and Annette have danced like over the past three years on that stage? It's so many. And I've heard. I think. I think maybe it was Nick that told me that like you like when other testers are just like laying on the floor like exhausted, you're still like dancing like in the in the office like it. You know, yeah. 11 p.m. or whatever. <laughs> like, you're like the last one standing all the We're time. We're the Energizer bunnies. We don't, Annette and I will dance till the cows come home. It doesn't really stop. <laughs> That's incredible. That's incredible. Asher, are people still taking pictures of you at the McDonald's? <laughs> no, it's getting worse. Oh, no. Though. It's okay. getting really crowded. <laughs> this is a unique life experience for me. So I'm really happy, actually, that this is happening. <laughs> you're going to go down in infamy for being in a. I've never shined the dead I have horse. To say, yeah, yeah. Uh, 113 of these, and I've never done it from McDonald's. So there we go. <laughs> wow. See, don't you feel special, Jessa, to be a part of this this special I, moment yeah, at the McDonald's? You should get, you should get a Happy Meal so you can get one of the little minion toys. That's uh, true. Yes. You get a toy. Have in our office. Like it, it makes us giggle every time we get sad or unhappy. Oh no, it's <laughs> a good idea. I might just do that. Yeah. So, so Scott, we, do you want to ask the signature question? Yes. So all we right. have a what we call the nerd appropriate signature question that we ask of all of our guests on the show. Okay. Oh maybe you maybe you've answered it already in our discussion, but our question is this: What is your nerdy hobby or passion that you're almost too embarrassed to share, oh. but you're going to tell? There's just tell so everybody every anyways. There's so <laughs> many of them. Like you don't even understand how many of them there are. Wow. Most people have trouble thinking of an answer, so I, I'm, I'm, I want to know. I'm excited. I'm excited okay. for this now. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm super into Tolkien. 
Uh, in junior high, I was known as the girl who could speak Elvish. Wow. So that was awesome. Cool. That is so cool. Uh, yes. <laughs> really into Doctor Who and actually a lot of British TV shows. Um, oh, but wow. I'm awesome. into Doctor Who now. So, I mean, I was into it before. It was cool, you know? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, I really, I'm really into uh, period and historic fashions. Wow, that's very cool. My own um, Renaissance gown. What? I have one already, but I'm making one now to learn how to do period sewing. That's incredible. What else? I do Irish step dancing, which is kind of nerdy. People don't do that a whole lot. Not yeah. river dance, but like. I was after- just going to say, is that like river dance with the curls? <laughs> and then- this is like the kind of cheesy knockoff of Irish step dance. But yes, okay. that idea. What else? There's so many of them. This is um, amazing. I, I, it just goes on and on. Like <laughs> That's so cool. It doesn't even have to be like like necessarily stuff that would be quote nerdy like the you know the your interest in renaissance fashion for example is, that is actually, that's a really I cool answer to be a ren fair performer so badly are you like, really wow we used to have a renaissance festival where we were from and it was amazing i grew up with scarborough fair in texas which is incredible and up here we just have a very small one so like i took fencing yeah. for a while so i can sword fight i no can way pretty good with the bow and arrow like i have my skills but i'm just waiting for my moment wow if there were that ever a awesome. hunger games that is so cool yeah, yeah. Um, do you my- guys not do you guys not play D up there because it seems like you would be like an like a, a perfect candidate to like play really long sessions of dungeons and dragons um i have not but i think i, I kind of avoid it because i think i probably would i love skyrim and i love diablo and i love the sims oh and- nice Ghosts suck up my life so much that I, I try to avoid anything that will take my life even more. Um, but I think oh, I, yeah. I that, that would do it. <laughs> yeah. you know, like have so many time sinks already. Uh, what else? Uh... <laughs> I think I think you've crushed this question. It's yeah, it's amazing. You, you... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just you, I think when you're young and you're growing up and you're kind of in embarrassed of the quirks and one of my favorite things about this industry and even kind of the existence right of 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 your whole community is that you shouldn't be embarrassed about the things that you're really nerdy about they're things you're passionate about absolutely no one should ever be ashamed or embarrassed of their passions even if they're Mm -hmm. kind of a weird or unique passion Uh, yeah and i mean especially you can even see that at places like pax too like can you believe how friendly everybody is at pax there's like Fifty thousand people there, and no, you know, everyone's bumping up against each other, and everybody's super polite about it. Yeah, it's it's really awesome, and it's nice to have a space in which people can be comfortable and happy and brag about the things that they care about. Great answer. Yeah, for sure. Perfect. Well, I think I mean I think we've reached the end of our questions. Do you? Why don't you quickly let us know where people can find you? Anything anything specific that you want to plug? Twitter accounts, Facebook accounts, stuff like that. Sure. Um, you can find me specifically. I'm Jessa Brez on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can follow me as well. I am, this is a secret. I'm the voice of the Dance Central Twitter account. Whoa. Um, I know. Hey, hey you, you've retweeted us a few times. I suspected so thank you. as much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you might put two and two together. Yeah. But yeah, that's me. Um, so dance underscore central on Twitter or facebook.com slash dance central. Um, Harmonix is also a great Twitter feed to follow. That's actually our, uh, Christine, another wonderful person on our team runs that, but there's a lot of information there. And between those, you can probably find out everything you want to know about me, Harmonix and Dance Central. Excellent. That's awesome. Cool. cool. So, um, this week's nerd appropriate question of the week was, um, 
tell us. Well, it's not really a question; it's a statement question, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> tell Way us specific. Yeah, very specific. <laughs> tell us of your greatest hit or fail you've had playing Rock Band or Dance Central. Ash, why don't you kick us off? Uh, okay, so a few years ago, I invited pretty much everyone that would actually show up at my house to do an endless setless party, Ooh. and uh, we did the entire endless setless from beginning to to end. Um, but the whole idea was to have it costume themed. So we all dressed up as, um, as crazy characters and, and played until the wee hours of the morning, uh, pretty much nonstop. Um, I had a friend who was actually a ringling clown full kiss makeup on myself and so (laughs) he did full kiss makeup on myself everyone had crazy hair and leather jackets and it was so incredibly fun and memorable um and i was so pissed at the end because i got like 10 achievement points (laughs) (laughs) we played all night and then the the xbox lights up and does like bing and it was like 10 i was like are you kidding me But um, the experience was worth much more than the, well, the achievement points. So, I think yeah. I came dressed as a roadie. I had like a like roadie outfit and tour badges and stuff like that. You did, yeah, yeah. You and your wife came, and uh, you guys were awesome. And it was so much fun. That was probably the most fun I ever had playing rock band. But we we played that endlessly, and and that endless setless party was just great because I don't know. We probably had thirty people hitting in and out different That's difficulty awesome. levels and stuff like that. So it was just so much fun. And I don't know, I don't know if but, you mentioned um, or not, but for this party, I think at the time you also owned not only all of the instruments, but you owned the, like the fog machine and lighting, like accessories that you could buy. I did. I was one of like the 10 people I think that ever bought that thing. It was a fog machine and a uh, strobe light and it went along with the music and it was awesome. It stunk up the house, but it was great. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. That's very cool. Um, so yeah. from we we have some responses from Twitter. So Alexi Staffer says, me and my wife had a rock band sesh before our first dance on our wedding day. Oh, Joko still alive Aww. in Skull Crusher Mountain. Yeah. Nice. Still alive in Skull Crusher Mountain. Those are excellent ones. Absolutely. Uh, Eric Farmer, who's at, at Elfboy88, he said, the other night in rock band two or three when I got 100% on running free by Coheed and Cambria on medium level. That's wow. amazing. Like Cody I, Camry is not easy. I admire anybody that can get a hundred percent on on any song in rock band. That's just not. I can't play that way. I find it so yeah, that's difficult. Hard. Yeah, I, I get super nervous, you know, and then I just screw up, even if I'm playing right. well. The longer you go without making a mistake, the more likely you'll make a mistake. Yeah, you make yourself so aware of it, and then Absolutely. you're like, oh crap, yeah. you know. That's the worst. Andrew mm-hmm. Baker at a Baker N seven says that I was the only wait. I thought I was totally crushing Spirit of the Radio, but my guitar wasn't connected, and my buddy was playing behind me. <laughs> Hashtag fail. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a good one. That is funny. You're totally doing it, man. Good job. Yeah, good job. Good job. That's yeah. oh. so sad. I can't tell you how many times I've been looking at the wrong bars. So I'll be like halfway through a song and realize I've been playing like the bass part, not the guitar part. <laughs> See, my strategy on that Oops. is just hog the mic. I'm all about the vocals. The yeah. the, the instruments, mm, that's a little challenging. <laughs> so let's ask you then, Hillary. What's your, your crowning moment or are failure you, are playing? Are you the singer? You're the singer. I'm the singer. So so whenever you play that game with me, um, basically, <laughs> I'll only play the singer. <laughs> so there was an entire night where I didn't realize this, but I was totally being a jerk and hogging the mic. And I was like, okay, let's do the next one, guys. <laughs> For the whole night. And then later on, someone's like, I would have liked the mic. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Oops. 
Yeah, and I was like, oops. <laughs> we have we have house rules on our side of town. We we let the singer choose the song, and then we rotate the singers out as we play. Mm-hmm. So it That's stays fair for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good one. That way the singer actually gets to sing stuff that the singer can sing. Yeah. I th- hey, you know, man, because... some singers can sing it all. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I can't I think tell if... you how many songs I've learned from rock band. Oh, yeah. I hear them it's now true. on the radio, and I'm like, oh, I know that song now. <laughs> yeah. And I can tell you that I was not really listening to, like, top 40 pop radio stations, and then Dance Central 3 came out, and all of a sudden I started listening to these radio stations again. And I was like, yeah, let me get into this Usher again. And, like, I started, like, totally like soaking up all this pop music and it's such a guilty pleasure. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, it really is. Um, maybe I should tell, uh, <laughs> I'll tell my story. I yeah. obviously I could tell the story about, um, I did, you know, on the floor, um, at, at PAX East this year, Jennifer Lopez is on the floor wearing a headband and sunglasses. And then when I go back and look at the picture, it was actually accidental Bodhi cosplay too. Cause I was wearing yeah. like an orange checkered shirt. I I didn't even plan that. I just looked at the picture afterwards and I was like, oh man, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> I'm that guy. But um, the story that I want to tell was that um, my wife is actually a huge Paul McCartney fan and not, not really a gamer at all. So when Beatles Rock Band came out, like it was like an, a really big deal to her, even like on a personal level. So I remember for her birthday one year, we had a Beatles Rock Band party and everybody that came to the party had to dress up like in Beatles costumes. And it was, it was <laughs> really awesome. special. Yeah. And so we had people come dressed as like different era, Paul McCartney's and John Lennon's. And then um, one of my friends came as like Sergeant Pepper, you know, wore full Sergeant Pepper gear. And it was just, it was really special. And we just played Beatles rock band all night, which is sort of like, to me, you know, the difference between like rock band and Beatles rock band is that like, to me, like rock band, the you know, when you play that, it's sort of like a little more serious and like score oriented and you can play for parties and stuff like that. But like, to me, the Beatles is sort of like this more experience. More, yeah. an experience like through the Beatles music with the dreamscapes and everything too. So, yeah. um, that was like a really special night for her. So, um, I guess maybe thank you for making that game and doing such a great <laughs> job, but that was, yes. that was a really great night to do all those songs and, and she really loved it. So yeah, that, that was my story. Kitler C, who oh, is at Kitler C on Twitter. You know oh, Kitler? Cool. He yeah. says, uh, he's about to tell a story about hurting himself, probably in front of you. So <laughs> yeah. he says, uh, E3 stage for Dance Central 2, first, first thing, day one, spin move during freestyle, twisted my ankle. <laughs> Does that ring any bells? Do you see a lot of people getting hurt on the Dance Central stage? No. We wow. have, we even actually like you know you you are always concerned when people are in an environment where they are going to be showing off mm-hmm. because we've had some people start doing crazy things, um, but yeah. we have not had any injuries that I'm aware of. So hooray! <laughs> yeah, I know. Knock on wood. Yeah, right? that's yeah. awesome. We don't want to make that happen now. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Elizabeth uh, at Elizabeth says, "I must clearly remember the exhausted joy when we made it through green grass and high tides on the endless set list." Oh, that song. Yeah. Endless set list. Uh-huh. Green grass and high tides is like, how long is that song? It's like 20 minutes or something like that. Yeah. I just remember getting cramps from that song. <laughs> <laughs> but the songs that are longer than 10 or 15 minutes in rock band are pretty intense. Yeah. yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge yes fan. And then you guys released a, like a yes pack of songs and like, man, I love yes, but like playing those like seven and eight minute long songs is just like brutal. <laughs> it's rough. And it's prog rock too, so it's not all like 
going the whole time. It's like slows down, speeds up, and then there's like instrumental, like weird space music and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. For Dan Central, we kind of cap out songs at a certain length, and it means we've done some edits to them. And uh, when so every once in a while, we'll have someone say, I don't know why you would edit the song down. You've ruined the song or whatever. And the response is, have you ever danced to an eight-minute song? Because it's not pretty. Oh, my God. You can't do (laughs) it. Yeah, because I, I mean, like, I know you're right. I noticed this. And then I also noticed that I think Gundam style is not edited at all, right? It's the whole right. almost you five minutes. We gave you the whole. Wow. <laughs> and I, part of me thought that you guys did that on purpose so that when people tried to, like, so that at the next packs, you wouldn't have, <laughs> like, 30 people in a row doing Gundam style and they would see how tiring it was. And you wouldn't but have they to, did like. It anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, how many times did you see, um, like, Sexy and I Know It, you know, like, on the stage? <laughs> So many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like the I love rock and roll of Dan Central 3. I'm Absolutely. Pretty sure. oh, yeah. Well, I think I think that that brings us to the end of our, our time with you. But it was awesome having you on. And we'll certainly need to have you on again when um, when we can talk a little bit more about Fantasia. Yeah, yeah absolutely. this is great. So I hope you enjoyed our interview with uh, Jessa Brzezinski from Harmonics. Of course, we will all go follow her at Jessa Brez. Um, you can follow Harmonics at Harmonics on Twitter. And uh, also follow at Dance Central, which is Dance underscore Central. And for the latest about Harmonics' newest game, Fantasia Music Evolved, you can follow at Fantasia Game with uh, no spaces. That was pretty good, don't you think, Hillary? This is better than Saturday morning cartoons. I agree. Um, of course, you can follow us at Nerd Appropriate on Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook, Nerd Appropriate as well. Um, if you're at San Diego Comic-Con this week, be sure to keep an eye out for the rest of the gang and go visit the Harmonics booth. And with that, we will see you next week. Bye, everyone. During the intermission, I just wanted to um, tell you guys that people are now taking pictures of me inside the McDonald's. Oh, really? So. Oh, wow. You're going to end up in the news <laughs> yeah, just like the dead horse. <laughs> <laughs>